Welcome to another episode of Open Doors, Conversations with Heart of the Father. I'm your host, Jacqueline Harper. Open Doors is a conversation about inviting God's love, presence, and power into our hearts. We are friends and teammates from Heart of the Father Ministries who share in the mission of setting captive hearts free through Unbound Ministry. We're so glad you could join us. Welcome to today's podcast. I am your host, Jen Lozano. Joining me today is my friend and colleague, Lisa Livesey. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Jen. Hi, everyone. It's great to have you today. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Before we get started, Lisa just returned from a quick trip to visit a dear friend of ours in the Bahamas. And Lisa, it is the middle of winter here on the East Coast, so I'm dreaming of warmer weather. Do you have a highlight you could share to just give us a little taste of what it was like in the Bahamas? Well, even before I landed, I had one of my highlights, which was just the color of the water. As I'm flying in, they're going into land, and you can see the islands below, and the turquoise blue water was unbelievable. It was almost as if you'd taken a picture and had put a filter over it, but there was no filter. That was a big highlight. And then just the the joy of spending time with a good friend, Mm. sharing prayer requests, walking on the beach, praying was really delightful. Wow. Beautiful. It sounds like you saw the sun and you experienced the sun as well. (laughs) Do you like how I did that? (laughs) I do like that. And I like both. (laughs) I know you do. Oh. I can picture the water now. So beautiful. That's great. I'm so glad you got to do that. Thank you. Well, today begins a six-week journey with you listeners through Lent. We here at Heart of the Father will be selecting one scripture each week from the Sunday readings to share and reflect on. And we'll be alternating hosts and team members, so you probably will hear from all of us at some point during Lent. My prayer is that as we enter into this time of Lenten reflection, that you would experience the invitation into deeper relationship with the Lord this Lent, as He is always pursuing us and calling us further in. Today's scripture, which Lisa will read for us in just a moment, is from Genesis 9, where God establishes a covenant with Noah. The first time I read this scripture to prepare for the podcast last week, I had a little initial pit in my stomach what are we going to talk about, about Noah, and how does this relate to Lent? But as I reread the scripture and prayed through the scripture, God really opened my eyes, and I began to see a foundation for Lent being laid, and how this foundation was leading us to Jesus and his resurrection at Easter. So as Lisa reads the scripture to us now, I encourage you to prayerfully listen for what jumps out to you and ask the Lord to start to lead you to the resurrection even today. Genesis 9, 8-15 God said to Noah and to his sons with him, See, I am now establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, all the birds and the various tame and wild animals that were with you and came out of the ark. I will establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all bodily creatures be destroyed by the waters of a flood. There shall not be another flood to devastate the earth. 
God added, This is the sign that I am giving for all ages to come of the covenant between me and you and every living creature with you. I set my bow in the clouds to serve as a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow appears in the clouds, I will recall the covenant I have made between me and you and all living beings, so that the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all mortal beings. Wow. I think I'm remembering back to maybe one of our Advent podcasts where one of the scriptures used the word see. And that's the first thing that jumps out to me in verse nine. He says, see, so you know that God wants your attention, right? Mm -hmm. But beyond that, he starts to talk about a covenant. And as I read through this whole passage, I realized and counted that he uses the word covenant five times in this passage. And so I know that God is trying to point out something important to us. So of course, I looked up covenant, which is actually a contract. And in the Bible, the Lord makes a few covenants. And typically, a covenant with the Lord is associated with a promise. It is connected to family, and mm. it has a sign to remind us of the promise, as the Lord mentions the rainbow. As I read this scripture, what came to mind was actually another scripture, and that is from Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26. A new heart I will give you, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will take out of your flesh the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I guess the way or the language that was used in the scripture in Genesis made me think of the scripture of what God was promising to do. And yesterday was actually Ash Wednesday. And so we entered into Lent and we begin Lent with a act of repentance. And of course, to me, that makes me think of like God softening my heart so that I return to him. And that's that scripture in Ezekiel. As I was reading over the scripture in preparation for this as well, I, I actually just turned on my audio Bible and started listening to the Genesis account leading up to this passage in Genesis 9. And I was struck with the concept of light, of how the rainbow is light. It's the prism of light. And how the first thing God created was light. So we have creation, darkness hovering over the waters, and God said, let there be light. Mm. We have the flood, the darkness of the ark coming out from that dark time. And God gives a promise and the sign is light. Mm. And then Jesus coming to earth. What did he say? He said, I am the light of the world. (laughs) Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And so I was struck with this theme of light at creation, light after the flood, and the light of Jesus, eternal. And so I've thought about that. And then when you were talking about the idea of covenant and the promise and a family and a sign. And I thought, you know, this, if you look at each of these three things, you look at creation, you look at the flood coming off the ark after the flood, and you look at Jesus coming to earth, you can see each of those three things 
the promise, the family, and the sign in each of those three events. Hmm. It's amazing. (laughs) Tell us about that. Well, let's start with the promise. I mean, you said that each covenant has a promise. So in creation, it was actually a promise that was sort of sad in a way. Um, It was a promise that was also a warning. Because in Genesis 2, God commanded Adam and Eve, you may eat freely from every tree in the garden, but you must not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in that day, if you eat of it, you will surely die. So in a way, that is a promise. It's Mm -hmm. a warning too. Um, And as we know, that promise was kept. (laughs) And then after the flood, the promise that we read in our passage here, that he would never again send a flood to destroy all mortal beings. And what I love about this one is that he included the animals. (laughs) (laughs) So my fur baby at home, Fritzy, my cat, my Siamese cat, (laughs) that promise extends to him Uh and to your pets. (laughs) Uh, And I just love that he included the animals with that. Um, But the promise is he wouldn't flood. And then the promise with Jesus coming to earth, well, there are so many promises with that that we probably, it could take up its own podcast, but I'll just (laughs) read a few of them. From Mark 10, Eternal Life. Second Timothy, a crown of righteousness. From the book of James, a crown of life again. If we come to him, he will never drive us away. From John 6, John 14, the promise of the Holy Spirit, a comforter. In Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, we have promises associated with many different things, like blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. In John 15, he calls us friends and promises that everything he learned from the Father, he would make known to us. Mm. And then there's a dark promise as well, or a hard promise, which is especially appropriate to talk about at Lent, which is that we will have a cross, that we will share in his suffering. So as his followers, we will too be bearing a cross. Mm. So that's the promise part of the creation after the flood. And then Jesus. Neat, neat. How about the family? Well, the family, it's so exciting to think about the family because we always say that's the, the unit of society. And, but we see that with, well, creation, Adam and Eve, they were a family, mm-hmm. a new family that was formed. Mm-hmm. And then at the flood, who did God use to continue everyone through? A family. It says in Genesis 9 that the three sons of Noah and from them the whole earth was populated. Mm -hmm. So it was a family. And then Jesus, with Jesus, it's the family of Christ, Mm -hmm. the universal church, all those who believe in his name. So you see that covenant again now with the family in each one of these times. It's it's so exciting to see the, the continuity. And God always connects dots like this. But I don't often make these connections unless I'm being able to do an exercise like this. Yeah. And it's, I'm always so thrilled to have this opportunity. So thank you for, yeah. for doing this. I um, love that Jesus, who brings us into the new covenant, invites us all in. I love that you point out yes. that the family, you know, it's an invitation to everyone, to the whole church. That's, That's beautiful. It's so special to me and just so reflective to me of just God the Father's heart for people, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you also, we talk about signs too, Lisa. What are the three signs that you saw through those 
three different covenants that you mentioned? Well, I felt like the sign was really the sign of the Holy Spirit, because you see the Holy Spirit present in Mm. all three of those as well. In the creation account, the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. Mm -hmm. So it was that covenant of relationship again beginning, but the sign was the Spirit. And the flood, well, the dove hovered over the waters. So again, the dove is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And so I feel like that was the covenant of relationship that was begun in creation, that God was saying, I'm still with you. <laughs> I'm still with you and through this. <laughs> and how the dove came back with that olive branch that God was going to continue life. And then the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove again descending upon Jesus at baptism. Mm-hmm. And so here we have the new covenant. And it's the covenant of relationship again. God wants relationship with us. He just keeps reaching out to us, even when we really mess up. And at our baptism, you know, we're washed anew. And God wants that. And it seals that relationship that we have because of Jesus. That takes me back to really where we started with the scripture from Ezekiel, Mm. that he will give us a heart of flesh that really enables relationship, right? Like I imagine that a heart of stone (laughs) is difficult to relate to, but that heart of flesh is soft and pliable and open and capable of relationship. Wow. There's a lot to think about there. I love all the different signs. Has the Lord, Lisa, ever given you a sign that has reminded you personally of his promises in your own life? Well, I can tell you about a time that a literal sign was from God. Would you like to hear about that? Yeah, I love that. (laughs) This actually wasn't that long ago. My father fell ill very suddenly. He was singing in the choir on Sunday, and on Monday, he was taken to the hospital and wasn't able to read, read the date. So he was rushed to the hospital, and he passed away seven days after that. Mm. And so my mom was in mid-stage Alzheimer's, which a lot of us didn't realize at the time because he kept her so oriented. But I was the one who was going to be seeing to my mom's care. And so all of a sudden, I was adding on a huge responsibility of taking care of my mom and doing what was best. I know my dad had wanted her to be able to stay in her home and yet my own full life, adding that on top. So my dad passed away on Sunday morning, and it was a Saturday night, and it had been very warm that week. It was September, and I hadn't been outside much at all. I'd been keeping vigil by his bedside, and I thought, let me just take a walk around the block. And I thought he was probably going to pass away the next day. So I went down from the sixth floor of the hospital <clears throat> through the glass doors and started walking around the block. I stopped. There was a Wawa on the corner. I grabbed a cup of coffee and just slowly walked around the block. and. There was a lady on the sidewalk throwing stones up at a a window above her because I think she was locked out. (laughs) She was trying to wake the sleeping person inside. And I thought, there's a sleeper inside of me that doesn't want to deal with this situation. And I have Mm. to. So I need to wake up and face this. But I was scared and I was crying and I was praying to God. And so I turned the corner again and I'm walking up the main road and it was lined with boutiques and coffee shops and everything's closed down. And I look up and in front of me is a brightly lit sign. It was white and it had black letters and it said, fear not, 
I am the one who helps you. Hmm. And I said myself, is that what I'm seeing? Is that like a miracle? So I thought, that's from God, mm-hmm. you know? So I took a picture and I took courage in the moment and I walked back to the hospital up to my father's room. And he did pass away the next day, the next morning with the sun shining on his face coming in the window. But I kept that sign, literal picture of that sign on my phone. First thing I pick up my phone, I saw that. And it was always reminding me that, fear not, I am the one who helps you, that it was God that was going to help me. Wow. And I later found out when I went back to see if it was really there, it was an auto mechanic. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) So God can even use our our, car repair guy, right? (laughs) That's great. So I think just before we wrap up, Lisa, I opened the podcast just talking about how God is always inviting us deeper and Lent is a season where we can take action to move towards him. So how would you like to move towards the Lord this Lenten season? It's a good question. It's a good thing to think about, too, at the front of Lent is just rather than just, oh, what what am I giving up or services am I going to go to, but how do I really want to move towards the Lord? I'm doing a Bible study right now that's on the topic of wisdom, and it allows through the Bible study the opportunity to practice in a formal way, Lexio Divina, which I've heard about and always say, I'm going to do it, and then I never (laughs) follow through. So I'm excited to have in front of me through a program and meditating on a scripture passage in a structured, unhurried way, I want to delve into seeking the Lord more deeply in that practice. And also it helps to, helps me to slow down and just soak in the Word of God. That's how I'm moving towards the Lord. How about you, Jen? That's so good. How are you moving towards the Lord? You know, it's funny, on just a couple of days ago, I was meeting with a spiritual director and It's funny that I need this reminder, but I was just reminded how, and this ties back to that Ezekiel scripture again, of having a soft heart, just reminded of how repentance always opens the door for me with the Lord, you know? And so I think when I was speaking to my spiritual director, there was an area or two that I was feeling a little stuck in or down about. And as we were talking, I was just reminded like, when was the last time that I really came to the Lord in repentance and in a intentional way? And so I did that day and it was just such a blessing. Mm-hmm. And so I think even, you know, looking at Ash Wednesday yesterday, being reminded about repentance, but, and as a Catholic, I can, you know, use the sacrament as well this season of confession, but just, I'm not sure how I'm going to do it, but just being intentional about repentance, whether that's, you know, examination of conscience each day, or I don't know what that's going to look like, but that's on my mind right now. And so I'm going to, I'm clearly, I'm publicly committing to it right now. (laughs) Check in with me with six weeks, guys. (laughs) That's such a beautiful thought too, to even come to that place and to publicly announce it, but also just to be in that place where this is how I want to move towards the Lord. Yeah. And it's not something that we often hear people say. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Thank yeah. you for that reminder. That will help me 
as I move forward in this Lenten season as well. Well, thanks, Lisa, for your thoughts and all you shared today. It was really thoughtful and encouraging just to remember God's promises, that we are connected to him and part of his family, and the signs that we can look for, even the literal signs, right, everyone? (laughs) So (laughs) maybe the Lord will give you a literal sign this Lent of his promise in your life. When you're driving down the road, look at those church signs. Yep. <laughs> That's right. signs all over. Just to, before we close, I'll have Lisa close us in prayer in just a few minutes. But before we do that, just some announcements. We have a lot of events happening this spring and during Lent even. So Matt and Ann Stevens will be doing an Unbound One Day conference in St. Charles, Illinois. Matt and I will be in Fredericksburg, Virginia in the middle of March. So come to that conference if you're near there. And we'll be having our local Philadelphia conference close to the end of April. So all of those events are listed on our website. And I really want to encourage you to check them out. And this is really forward thinking, but it's something you might want to prepare for through Lent. We're going to be doing a book study. Woo, woo, woo. After Lent, we're excited on Free to Be Holy by Matt Lozano. Yeah. So I know that I have to pick up my copy and start reading through again to do our book study. So this is just an encouragement to you that maybe it's time for you to pick up your copy of Free to Be Holy. And if you don't have a copy, we will be having a sale on this very shortly. And that will be on our website and on our social media and probably we'll announce it. I just don't have the code right now. So as soon as we have the code, we will make the announcement. But just to put that little note out to you that to start getting ready for the next podcast series, which we're so excited about. So Lisa, will you just take a moment and close us in prayer today? Sure. Lord, we just want to thank you so much for this time together, Jen and myself being able to be together, but also with all of the listeners and our Unbound family. Thank you that we share the promises of Christ together. Thank you that we're a family, the family of Christ all together. And thank you that we all have that sign of the Holy Spirit, a covenant of a relationship with you, Lord. Thank you that you are the light of the world, that you created light first that you gave us a rainbow, which breaks the light into many beautiful colors, reminds us of you. Thank you for Jesus, most of all, the light of the world. And I pray that you will allow us during this Lenten season to walk towards the light and be a candle in the darkness to those around us, pointing them towards you. We pray these things in Jesus' name, the light of the world. Amen. Amen. Thanks again, Lisa and listeners. We pray you have a blessed week. See you next time. Have a blessed Lent, everyone. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about taking hold of the freedom you have been given in Christ, check out our website, heartofthefather.com, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Matt, Jen, Rachel, and Jacqueline saying goodbye until next time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him. And he with me. Revelation 3.20